You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. We'd love it if you joined us too. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. I mentioned our show each day, our podcast that you get to listen to for free here on Westwood One is powered by CRTV. They underwrite the cost, so you don't have to. And we just concluded production for our CRTV show today. Let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up at CRTV.com. Todd. Well, and... Fake news or not, uh, there's a bunch of actors telling you about the importance to vote, of voting. How do you do? How do they do that? Well, some of them uh, have been talking lately about uh, how, the importance of uh, believing all women and uh, uh, toxic masculinity and, and and not abusing sex. So, how do they tell you to vote? Naturally, by abusing sex. So there's there's that. That was fun. Aaron. There are some montages where um I tap out after like a minute and a half and like I'm not going to I'm not going to expose our audience to any more of this today. Today was not one of those days. Um just so you know. No, it wasn't which forced me to tap out actually cuz I, I I'm here for you. I I didn't have anything to add. It's one of those montages that you're just like, I don't know why we're even still sharing a country. Why Why are we doing this? Why, why do people who despise each other and what they believe in this much voluntarily living together? Why? That's your montage today. Yeah. Thank so you don't want to miss it. Yeah, thank goodness it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't want to miss it. CRTV.com is how you can watch this depressing montage and all the other uh, not as depressing programming that we produce each and every day at CRTV.com. Use my name, Dace, as a promo code and you will get a discounted subscription that will cost you only a quarter a day. Less than a quarter a day for the great one, Mark Levin, Michelle Malkin, our show, and more. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. All right, let's get to today's Buy, Seller, Hold podcast. This is where Aaron puts forth a series of statements on multiple or, or different topics. Todd and I will decide, hey, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully there's a reason, at least a valid one, for why we are making this decision. Once per episode, we are permitted to put a hold, and if we do it for any reason other than this particular proposition just is beneath the dignity of our intelligence to comment upon, then that is considered punking out, 
And the dude code calls for you to be mercilessly flogged. mocked yeah, and flogged even, yes, for doing so. So with that, as the setup, Aaron, the floor is yours. Had a lot of uh, some version of this one. We'll start off with Eric. Kathleen Kennedy's newly signed three-year extension will make the Star Wars Cinematic Universe unwatchable by year two. Eric, um, why do you got to ruin this for us so early on? Yeah, I'm going to sell. I, I'm gonna sell. I think the Last Jedi is a great movie. I think it's. I think it's even better than the Force Awakens. Um, so, uh, you know, Solo has its moments. It's it's not a great movie, but it's it's not Howard the Duck either. And I just think it's getting unfairly panned because of the timing and the revolt that was still yeah. going on because of um, because of. Uh, the Last Jedi, uh, Rogue Squadron is one of the best movies of the franchises of the franchise. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna sell. I I'm not I, you know I don't think she tiptoes between the raindrops, but I I don't think she's the devil either. I think this whole thing's just overblown. I'm not sure what I would have said last week, but I did finally see Solo, uh, and I liked it a lot. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a solid B B plus. Uh, I I I feel sorry. The actor did a good job. The, the the problem is that that actor was just miscast. It took you a long time to believe you were watching Han Solo. He didn't do a bad job. You see, the guy's like five nine. Honestly, he was like the, I kept thinking he's too short. He's too short. That that mistake shouldn't have been made. But that was that was a solid script. Ron Howard saved that thing. I don't know what mess he was handed. I'm still curious about that. So it's it's not Solo's fault. And you're absolutely right about Rogue One. Uh, this is regardless of what Steve thinks about. I mean, everybody's entitled to look at a piece of art. I really and say that I really enjoyed it. I think it's great. But this is clearly J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson's fault uh in terms of carrying on the the main canon of star wars but when we go and do a one-off those have clearly been good movies and that potential should still be there but uh, um yeah if this if we were just talking about if, if ryan if, if it was ryan and ryan johnson is one of those trilogies still so th- there is the biggest concern on what he does with that because um he, that's that's where people's lack of trust is not in the solo movie at, Squ- uh, at Scotty Sweatman says, planes, trains, and automobiles is funnier than National Lampoon's vacation. Sell. So, I mean, it's it's funny. There might be the scene, Steve Martin's scene at the counter is probably better than any scene in vacation. But as a whole, I, you know, I got to have my cousin Eddie guys. So I'm I'm selling on that. I, I will sell as well. Uh, that is just... We're talking about three comedic uh, greats here. But remember that... That is... Uh, and I take it, Christmas vacation over any of them. Anyway. That's, that um, was the yeah. point I was just going to make. I you, agree. Y- yeah. You are now the third movie in a franchise. And you, you pulled off being the most memorable mm-hmm. of all after uh i mean the first one is the standard and it, it it's excellent uh the second one was a step back so you're thinking maybe you've lost your fastball and you come out with christmas week of course then the fourth one vegas vacation dreadful i never saw that one because dreadful rc and the oc says mike pence will have to cast the tie-breaking vote in the senate to confirm kavanaugh I can't see Susan Collins voting differently than Murkowski. Yeah, they. I mean, that group That's has been adamant they're going to vote as a block. 
but politicians lie, particularly that group of politicians. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say sell. I, I think I think right as right now as we speak, Mitch McConnell is saying to Joe Manchin, I have basically let you keep that seat in West Virginia. We're not even contesting it right now. And that's a state where Donald Trump won every precinct in your state. Not just district, precinct. Every precinct. And I will go down to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and tell the president, we are now contesting your seat and we want it. And you will lose if you do not give me this vote. Um... So I'm going to sell. I think they will actually get a Democratic vote, which allows them even to lose one of those Republicans, even if they don't vote as a block. I don't think they'll need the tiebreaker. I th- I think that's true. Is there a, and I, the two ladies voting together also makes sense is there a scenario though where and this is four-dimensional chess so they know i know but i'm just going to say it all out anyway is there is there because and i'm i'm pointing to the fecklessness of the press as a reason is there a scenario where they massage who votes what and they orchestrate it to make sure that uh pence is the tie-breaking vote so all of the energy of the press goes there and gives them some cover whoever them is Uh, okay so look on your face yeah i don't believe in four-dimensional yeah i know yeah um these are just terrible people yeah doing terrible things terribly to other terrible people yeah yeah neil has says it's more likely the feds are keeping the motive hidden about the vegas shooting by that they discovered at some point than it being just want to watch the world burn random act of nefarious evil i'm selling that they're not capable of following up on the most basic of leads they're not going to be capable of keeping a secret i'll buy it absolutely i'll buy it and i think and i i, I think that um, it's just not believable that all of that security footage aroused no suspicion. They had no idea what was going on. They don't have any idea now. I, I don't buy any of that. I think we're being lied to. See, I, I can believe both equally. I mean, I still think that people are so perverse that yeah this guy just wanted to do this he had the means uh and he had been broken somewhere along the line um if the alternative is true and 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 steve you're right i i hope the reason that uh we're not finding out isn't because of a uh cover-up for nefarious reasons but a cover-up because this is and I think you've talked about this. There's a long game going on here. There's an investigation uh, going on that could take years to get at because it's involving overseas interests. We talk about the the possible, weren't they potential Saudi connections we talked about on the show or something? Oh, yeah. Something princes who you happen yeah. to be in. I, I, so now we're back in four-dimensional land. I, I, I'm going to go, though, 
narrowly with Steve just based on something doesn't feel right. Yeah, it still doesn't feel right a year later. Um, David Jeffers' group says Steve should take Noah to Lions-Bears game at Soldier Field so. November 11th, <laughs> Veterans Day, to prove to his son in this world... Not nothing in this world can defeat a manly man. What I need to prove to my son is that a manly man doesn't think with his southern hemisphere, but with his northern one. And you recognize when you're beaten, and don't be a dumbass and and repeat the same mistakes that led to the previous loss. Go play a game you can win. So I think if I tried to go to a game at Soldier Field, I would have to take out a mortgage. I how would I do that? I don't even have. I'm buying buying hard. Yeah. Jason Rowland says Kavanaugh's confirmation will result in fiery protests at Berkeley capped off by heavy drinking, casual sex, yes. and the banning of ice on campus. Bye. Uh, this one from Caleb Hammer is... Should have started with that one. These to sin. That one yeah. was pretty easy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Caleb Hammer, I think this one is pretty interesting. Green olive is the best non-meat or cheese pizza topping. Non-meat, non-cheese pizza topping. Green olive is the best. Buy or sell? I buy. Hard sell. Love green olives. You don't like green olives? Love green olives. Aren't you Italian? I am. I love olive oil. You don't like green olives? No. Hard sell. I I would probably go with uh, pineapple, actually. I enjoy pineapple on a pizza. Come on. Come on now. Come on. With my pumpkin spice and my Taco Bell, screw you. America. Yeah. Uh, RC in the OC says Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that fits so nicely with, I'm never going to Chicago again. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield will win NFL Rookie of the Year. Sell. So, who? Who wins? That's what I got to think of. Who else would it be first? Because um, Mahomes not, is not a rookie. No. Um, I'm trying to think who else is making a making a splash at the moment. Hmm. Uh, Saquon, but there's they don't have a line, so he can't really. They're do not going to win enough games. Yeah, they're not going to win enough games. Um, uh, under the radar, Lamar Jackson, he's playing a lot. He's making an impact. You know what? I may not, I may buy. Yeah, I may buy it. It's it, there's a dearth of instant impact. Sam Darnold, rookie. You know what? No, I'm going to sell. And I'm gonna, and I'll even go the extra mile and tell you why I'm gonna sell, because I think Sony Michelle with New England's running back injuries, uh-huh. and James White is clearly their third down back, and he is clearly their their tailback, and he had a monster game last week. I think that's a guy, and he's playing for the right franchise, and with Rex Burkhead on IR now, and um, uh, who else is on IR? There was another oh. Um, Oh, there was uh, it's uh, Jeremy, uh, the guy, the guy they got from the Bengals. Oh, Jeremy, not the big. I had him on my in my fantasy. But he team. he was going to be their big back, right? So they had this this four tailback by committee. Hill. Yeah, and Jeremy Hill, and now two of them are gone, and now they've got really defined roles where Sony Michelle is going to be the the ever the early down back, and James White's the third down back, and I think he'll put up really good numbers. So I'm going to sell. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm just taking the field. Jacob Arthur says, as far as the political involvement goes, Christians have reached the point of the Benedict option. I'm going to hold. 
still gonna hold. Although oh. I lean by. I'll 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 buy. I mean, it, I I don't think it's a binary choice though. In terms that that we reached that point, I think a while ago. It doesn't mean yeah. You I think have there's a misunderstanding what the there. what the Benedict option is. Okay, I think a lot of people haven't read the book or even glanced at it. I think have an assumption of what it is that it's not. I think they view this as a unilateral evacuation to the hinterland, essentially. Going off the grid. Yeah, and let the cities burn, okay? And um, there's certain something to that. There's I mean, a ring I, of... I, I'm, I'm actually growing yeah. more attracted to that option, <laughs> frankly, but it's more of a strategic retreat. It's more of a, unless the lines are clear that we and we can engage in this public action without risking further loss of our witness and our virtue then the answer is no. I think that's, when you agree, you think that yes. that's a more accurate description oh, yeah. of what, what, uh, what, what Rod Rear is writing there? Yeah. So it's more of a strategic retreat. It's more of a, and you know, let me use this analogy because I wrote this column for USA Today a couple of years ago. It's kind of very Star Warsian, where Luke and Leia are hidden until the time is right to bring them, uh, you know, until it, to bring them out into the open to do a full-scale assault on the Empire. In the meantime, you have these strategic incursions and uprisings, but nothing that, that risks a full frontal annihilation of your cause when there's not a reasonable expectation for victory. I think that's a good description? Yeah. yeah. So um, I think there's a lot of merit. I'll put it this way. I think there's more merit to it than continuing to become... Uh, fluffer, fluffer duty uh, for GOP team GOP. So I will buy. And you're buying too, Todd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Gilbert. Now I've had a few of these this week. If confirmed, Kavanaugh will be impeached by the House. Sell. Total sell. Yes, yeah, sell. They're going to be busy impeaching Trump. Yeah. Sell. Caleb Johnson in the opening 15 minutes of Avengers 4 the first major event to occur will be Captain Marvel rescuing Ant-Man from the quantum realm Um, I'm going to sell I'm going to say the first major event is actually bringing Captain Marvel home. I'm going to say that's the first major Where event. Where is she? What do you mean? Well, then we're going to find that out a month earlier when her movie, when her movie oh. comes out. Yeah. Well, I, I will buy to the extent that it's going to, I would think it's going to feature Captain Marvel very uh, quickly. You got to establish a character, uh, even though she's going to have her own movie, within that grouping of characters she's going to have to make an appearance early to establish uh, her her gravity of purpose i think tony mercer says trying to capture travel channel viewers crtv will launch a new show that features steve driving through major american cities during rush hour working title <laughs> proceed to the route i is there a dollar amount Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually think we should be doing more stuff like that anyways. Collect, like Stephen Crowder's, you know, going on campuses. We, yeah. we we all should find creative ways to be out, out, out there. The it's it's yeah. fun. I think it's interesting. I mean, look at this. People are fascinated. They can, they In their mind's eye, they can't get over Steve and Noah in Chicago. Um, I'm going to sell. But your other question, is there a dollar amount? Yes. 
but I promise it's higher than you think it is. <laughs> Daniel Olson says, buy, sell, or hold. That Trump will nominate Amy Coney Barrett to replace Ginsburg if given the chance. Sell. See, I, I, I'm buying. I, I want it to be true. I need it to be true. It should be true. It makes total sense. Here's the thing. I, I actually think there's a higher likelihood that, that, that it happens if the Democrats have the Senate. Yep. And he has no problem with her going there and getting borked. It gives him yep. the straw man to run against. Yep. So if the Democrats have the Senate, I think the odds are 70-30 yes. If the Republicans still have the Senate, I think they will. And I think it's probably about 50-50. And then you're dealing with the mercurialness of Trump. Um, it made electoral sense before. It makes amazing electoral sense now. And can you imagine after believe all women if they try to hang a woman in public in the same forum i mean it is oh. all right i'll buy and i'll buy because it will it would be a direct it would would it be nominating her this last time would have been an indirect benefit to trump because it would have you know it would have it would have benefited republicans as a whole but not him yes, directly yes Doing it when it's his reelection on the line yeah. is a direct benefit to him. Yeah. And he will always do what is a direct benefit to him. So, okay, I'll buy. Beer and Jay says, within a month, the gated community GOP Congress will forget how the cultural Marxists tried to destroy Kavanaugh, one of their own, and go back to treating conservatives like in the enemy. Jim, 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 Bear and Jay, you are far too optimistic, my friend. Within a month? Yeah, um, I, that's going to happen next week. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I think that is happened five days ago. Probably. Unless Trump has another outburst like he had last night in Mississippi, which is possible. Barring that, within the next you know four or five days, Brett Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court, I believe. And then the second Trump shows his ass, that's going to be all that will be talked about, and we're going to be sitting here two weeks from now and act like. And remember when we were talking about Brett, whether Brett Kavanaugh was going to be on the court? Like we said here and asked ourselves, and remember that anonymous letter from the guy in the Trump administration who wrote in the New York Times that he was, you know, sabotaging the administration? Just like we said here and thought, man, you remember when, uh, when Paul Manafort pled guilty again? Just like we said here and we thought, man, do you remember when so-and-so got convicted? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We're moving on quickly. Yeah. Got yeah, anything? of course. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Abshear says the Libertarian Party moves further left to pick up alienated Democrats. Question, what is, uh, this is Mike, this is me speaking here. Uh, what's a Libertarian Party? Yeah, I, I reject the premise on that reason, so I will sell. Um, it'll just continue moving left because it doesn't have a moral center. And it, it won't pick up any Democrats moving left because the Democrats are going to move left further and faster than you do. So... Um, it, it doesn't have a cornerstone. It doesn't have a foundation. Um, so it'll continue moving left for that reason, but it won't pick up anything. It won't add anything. Yeah, along, Sal, and along those lines, at least in the near term, were we all wrong about, oh, I, if we just take the near term, long term, something needs to change, but were we wrong about saying we need a new party? Can we Can we simultaneously be saying that and believe that we need a revival? Because if we say we need a new party, aren't we just putting the cart before the horse? Yeah, because I, I, that's what I said. I, that, oh, I said that 
very same thing months ago, uh, just to give myself a pat on the back. Well no, done. I said that very, very same thing a month ago. The Republican uh, uh, political parties suck. We need a new party. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And well, I've, I've said it a lot, too. I've said we need a new party. We need you know, a new party. What's interesting is when my next book comes out in January, it's going to make the case why we have no future in the Republican Party, why we have no chance to create a new party, and then it will offer an alternative to both. And that's all I'll say for now. A equals A says Republicans should let the FBI investigation go on until November 1st. That will let Democrats have a month to show everybody peak crazy, cool off Democrats who are furious, and keep the Republican base enraged to make sure they show up to vote. Bye. I buy. I think that's the right strategy, but it's one Republicans can't pursue because the base demands that they confirm him. Um, when See, I think... The analysis that the base will revolt on the party if they don't confirm Kavanaugh is dead wrong. It's actually the other way around. It's to the Republicans' benefits to not have Kavanaugh confirmed. To their benefit. Gives them a straw man. Gives them a victim. Gives them a martyr. Um, And especially if he's not confirmed because Flake, who everybody hates, is already leaving. And Murkowski, who everybody hates. Collins, who everybody hates. It's really easy to have Trump go out there and say, that's why we need a conservative like Josh Hawley in Missouri to beat Claire McCaskill. We need more conservatives. We need more people who line up with me. Because our base has already given up on all those kinds of Republicans anyway. They don't care about them. They're not shocked those Republicans are stabbing them in the back. They expect it. So I, I think, remember, the Alamo is a powerful rallying cry. Which is why the Democrats would like this to go away. Would like to see the vote happen. He's confirmed. They get to still talk about him behind their back, his back anytime they want. They can go on MSNBC anytime they want, call him every name, rapist, whatever they want, anytime. And then they don't have to worry about taking the, the backlash they're taking for doing it right now while his confirmation is dangling out there. They can just kick him anytime they need something to kick once he's on the court. Then he's not really in a position to be defended or defend himself at all. But right now, they're getting destroyed because his fate is out there dangling. So I agree. The longer this goes on, the worse that it is for Democrats. And if we were having this conversation today is what, October 3rd? If it was October 23rd? They would be in I absolutely think this could be your James Comey letter of the 2018 election. I agree with that. I just think the Republican base won't permit it because they're nervous because we're kind of used to losing to the media and to Republicans losing to the media before the fight ever begins. So that level of, of sophisticated stratagem I just don't think we're capable of because our nerves are too frayed. It's it's the conversation we had before we started the podcast, right? And so I'm in this football handicapping contest. And right now I'm 13-6-1 against the spread documented in the NFL, which is great. And my algorithm is telling me, I, I've, and so the way it works is I pick any five games in the NFL, the current line, and I, and I can't pick totals, I can only pick sides. And then once I lock it in, some of my picks I locked in Monday, two of my picks I locked in today. Once I locked them in, I, they're locked in. I can't change. I've got one more pick to, to make this week. You know why I haven't made it? Because my algorithm is telling me the Lions are the team to take. Coming back home after a tough road loss, the last time they were at home, they destroyed New England. They come in with a division rival who's coming off a blowout win. The, and the Lions have a bye the next week. The situation, my algorithm is saying... 
It's the Lions. And the only reason I haven't made the pick is what? What's the only reason I haven't made the pick? It's the Lions. It's the Lions. <laughs> I love it. Because I know what your science says, but I yes. have a cosmological yes. relationship with this team. My fractured psyche is trumping your science. And that's what the GOP base is saying right now. We we are afraid Lindsey Graham will, will look down in his jersey and say, crap, man, I'm Lindsey Graham. What the hell am I out here running my mouth for? Cave! Right? That, and so the Republican base is paranoid. If this goes on for too long, the GOP is going to look down at their jerseys and be like, yeah, we're still the Republicans. Time to cave. So get them confirmed. Get this done. End this, end this witch hunt. End this charade. The reality is it's the only thing the Republicans have going for them right now is this witch hunt and charade. It's the only thing, guys. The only thing they have going for them. The longer it goes on, the, wor- the worse it is for the Democrats. They want it. The, the Democratic leadership, not the Cory Bookers and the people running for president, the people like Pelosi and Schumer want this to end. They want Trump back out there on camera making a clown out of himself and personally attacking people. We haven't had that in about two weeks. But the Republican base is going to be like, we got to and this confirm him, confirm him, confirm him. And so the right strategy is to continue to let this go on. But we, I don't think, you know, because for the same reason that I likely, no matter what my algorithm says, won't pick the Lions this week, we won't do that because we have the emotional baggage of relying on Republicans from the past and realizing how that usually ends. A cynical political analysis says yes, bye, but this guy's had the noose around his neck long enough. He shouldn't be a pawn in this ridiculous game any longer. So, so. And that's a, that's a good moral argument, too. All right? I, I wasn't asked about the moral argument. Right, just the political one. The, the polit- yes. Morally, your argument is 100% correct. Yes. All right. Micah Don Arrington says, Jeff Flake is a front hole. Bye. <laughs> I think that's too it's- much credit. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's a black hole, (laughs) a black, a void, an endless, empty void of soulless nothingness that just sucks everything in within its vortex and, and sends it spiraling down to nothing. But he's a very moral black hole, Steve. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for this? Top 10 NFL throwback uniforms. I'm in. I don't, I don't, I don't. No, I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying these are going to be these could be the right calls, but this topic I'm in, okay. and and it's an easy okay. number one. That's not even a, there's not even a, okay. there's not even a it's a close second. Tell me who you think is number one. If it's not San Diego Charger Powder Blues, America's never America's still not great. There's no way that's what it's going to be. Uh, let's see. We'll start with number ten. Green Bay Packers, the third, the ones that they just roared this weekend. No, they're awful. They're, they're dreadful. They they're so direct. terrible. I yes. hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Uh, number nine. So you're both selling on that. Yes. Number nine, Chicago Bears. The the ones without the C on the helmet. It's just basically the orange and navy blue. Sell. So, can't even think from of the forties. Yeah. I, I what color like. are the jerseys? Uh, navy blue. Same with colors, orange. just no yeah. logo. Yeah, just no logo. It's just dumb. They're, they're dumb. So it's just yeah, I, I think their uniforms yeah. are terrible. Uh, number eight, the Buffalo Bills, the ones with the actual Buffalo on the I think those are nice. I mean, those are cool. Yeah. The, by the way, the ones they're wearing now are nice. The ones yeah. they wear now are pretty sharp, I, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah, but I'll buy on that, you bet. You're buying, Todd? Yeah, okay. bye. Number seven, the uh, St. Louis Rams. Or Bye. Los Angeles Rams. Great. Yeah, I mean, the the current the right now the Rams current I uniforms like are the worst yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. 
Okay, but the, 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 the old blue, blue and yellow, yeah, yeah, the blue and yellows with the horn. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah. when pop. we were kids. Those were some of the best uniforms those of pop. our childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm in. That should be higher, I yeah. think. Number six, Dallas Cowboys, just the one with the the blue. And no way, it's white. ahead of no no way, it's ahead of the Rams. Sell. So, no yeah, way. I agree. Sell. So. Uh, I always have my benchmarks when we do this. So right now, it's got to be better than those classic yeah, vintage Rams jerseys. He okay. is jacked up I'm over in. here. I'm Aaron. focused He's right now. So jacked up a Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, number five, Atlanta Falcons from the '60s. So just the really. Uh, cut and dried, red, black, and white. Sell because I think the, the the modern ones they have are sort of a takeoff on those again. Yeah. After they went away from them in the '90s, so sell, and it's not as good as the Rams vintage sell. throwbacks. Sell. Number four, Los Angeles Chargers powder blues. We're done. Yeah. We're done here. Yes. Let's that go. is the best uniform on. in American sports. Let's go on. I like the. I like the. I really do. I drew. Up, I feel very strongly about. I've been grew, deeply impacted by this. I grew up the navy. Uh-oh. I grew up loving football with with the Chargers wearing the navy blue uniforms. Those I are like cool the, too. I, I like those. But the Lance Allworth Powder Blues is the best uniform any pro sports team has ever created in American history. Period. Man, you and period. I am, and I am the self-appointed America's uniform. Between are. color, if if we weren't Christians, between color palettes and desserts, I would have think you were a woman in a past life. I mean, you are just. <laughs> this is really important. That shade of oh blue. Oh my, Todd. <laughs> he said he was deeply impacted. I bench more than you weigh. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, New England Patriots, the one from the sixties to ninety-two. See, here's the thing. I have no problem with it being... That's the one with the Patriot on the helmet, yeah, right? Okay. Yep. I love those. I have no problem with those being number three. I'm torn now. You mu- no, you I must think sell. Because I think that's the right number. You must sell. But it cannot be ahead of the Lance Allworth Powder Blues. So what do you do here? Stay the course. You sell. All right, then we got to sell. You got to sell. It belongs on the list, matter. It's, it's not ahead yeah. of the Lance Allworth Powder Blues. It doesn't matter blues. what no. comes out now. You're selling. Yeah. You I'm, stay the course you're now. Right. You're probably right. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I loved those when I was a kid, but no way. Not ahead. That's the, the orange ones with the Buccaneer yeah. in the helmet? Yep. Uh, no. Uh, not ahead of the powder blues of Lance Allworth. No. Yeah, those are ugly. They're terrible. Guys, terrible. guys, this just needs to be said. That Lance Allworth powder blue uniform, that... Are those is, the best uniforms? Moses was wearing that when he came right, down from Mount see. Sinai. Can you, okay? t- can you be honest with us, Steve? What do you really think about those powder blue? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they're heaven sent. All right, we've heard all of the answers except number one. Let's yep. see. In your ire, can you calm yourself enough to figure out what number one is? <sighs> Throwback uniform, that's number one. Um, I'm going to say Broncos Orange Crush is number yep, one. There we go. That's a good guess. That's both of you guys' guess. No, I don't. You need, I to, don't. You need to guess something, Todd. Well, uh, teams, uh, do the do the Lions have a throwback? Uh, yeah, a lot of people love their throwback uniforms. Actually, they're usually rated amongst the best in the NFL every year when they when they wear they? those. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that. Uh, do the the Raiders don't? Mm-hmm. The, the Raiders yeah. are essentially wearing the same yeah. uniforms yeah. they wore fifty worn. years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to guess. I just can't think of. All right. Number one, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebees. <laughs> yes. Courtesy of Fox Sports. Yes. Yes. 
You can thank Fox Sports for that uh, for that nice listicle. Are you kidding me? Nope. Nope. It's the bumble- bumblebees. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry we left you this country in the condition that it's currently in. Wow. I'm I'm despondent right now. I know. I like know. I like I mean like I can't go on. The Pittsburgh those are as abysmal as the Packers ones. Yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. They don't even belong on the list. And and by the way, that means the Broncos orange crushes weren't on the list. Don't you think those belong on the list? I like the ones that you want, yeah. they wore on Monday night. Those are the ones that I grew up with too. I'm talking about the ones with the pony, the blue yeah. helmet. Oh, okay, gotcha. the, the yeah. ones that Elway originally oh, yes. wore. And yes. yeah, yeah, I'm talking about those. Uh, how are those not on the list? Do you know how those aren't on the list? I do not. Actually, I, th- I think they took a step back when they went to. The, and I don't hate the new ones, but I those were. Those are like did, did, why, why? did Dr. Christy Blasey Ford's uncorroborated witnesses come up with this list? Apparently, yeah, apparently. Aaron, final thoughts. Since Todd and I have spoken enough, you know, in all of the, uh, I, I think, I, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to submit another one for this. I think what should have been number one, and they, I think they've done this once in my lifetime, unless I'm completely making this up. Houston Oilers had a pretty cool. Yeah, yes. they did. Yeah, and I think I think either tennis. I think it's actually Tennessee who wears those uniforms and not Houston. Yeah, because they, te- the throw, they were throwback. relocated to Nashville. Yeah, that that should have been on the list. So yes. if we did it. We did a top ten. Like the Jets are wearing their old throwback jerseys. I think those are awesome. The name of throwbacks. Yes. are what the Jets wear now. That belongs in the list. That's one. I agree with you about the Houston Oilers uniforms. That would be two. Lance Allworth powder blues is on the list and it's number one. That's three. Broncos Orange Crush, we all agree, would True. be on that list. True. Yes. Four. Yeah. The Rams, vintage Merlin Olsen, yes. blue and yellows. Yeah. That Kurt Warner wore as well the first year they won the Super Bowl. So that's five. Yeah. Patriots, Patriots. with the Patriot on the side of the helmet belongs on there. We agree. Yes. That's six. Okay. I don't like the Bucks. I think the Buccaneers belong on there. What do you think, Todd? With the orange. What do you think? I hate them, but I can see based on what everything else we're dealing with, there's just a certain um, they're rem- they're memorable. Some of these, like when you said Atlanta Falcons, I'm like, what? I don't because they're kind of yeah. wearing a version of yeah. those now. Yeah. Uh, so that's seven. I do think when they do surveys, my Lions throwback uniforms always rank really high. So I'd put those somewhere on the list. That's eight. Two more. Um, I'm out of my. Oh, yeah, the Bills. The we tr- thought the Bills oh, throwbacks yeah, the Bills. belong on there. So there's yeah. nine. So there's nine. One more. Anybody? Right now, uh, somebody is screaming a team at us that we haven't thought of, right? Yeah. Uh, the Saints are basically wearing the same thing they've always worn. Right? Yeah. They're a derivative of what uh, they've always wore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Atlanta. I got, I'll give you a sneaky one. Okay. The, I like the Dolphins throwbacks. Oh, yeah. Better than the ones they wear now. Dolphins throwbacks. The Like the Larry Zonka, Dan Marino ones I'm thinking of that are pure aqua. Oh yeah! Those, oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah! Those yeah, beyond those you. long on the list. Yep. Yeah. So we got our ten. I agree. So we're good. Yeah. We Me too. we made we made right what was in, wrong. In five minutes, we did a better list than uh, Fox Sports. Fox Sports. Yeah. Man, that means you 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 did recover. Well done. You kept it. I'm telling you, I am the, I am America's self-appointed uniforms are, and I'm good at this job. Just ask me. <laughs> Powder blues. Yes. 
All right, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out today at CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. If you have a moment, click subscribe there on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a positive review. Thank you to all of you that have done so already. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you